this case is in support of Project Cold Case, but more on that later. Hello everyone, my name is Annabelle, and today I got a short one for y'all, but it's also a fresh one as this cold case was just announced that it was solved this month. You see, some people use a conch shell to hear the ocean, but in this case, it was used to commit a murder. This is sickening. March 23, 2001, 41-year-old Rose Marie Monez was found at her home in a pool of blood on the bathroom floor in Bedford, Massachusetts. She was found by her father, who had come over to take her to a doctor's appointment. She had been bludgeoned to death with a, a cast iron kettle, a fireplace poker, and a conch shell. The assault left her with gaping lacerations, skull fractures, injuries that resulted in bleeding from both ears, broken nasal bones, and a broken left cheekbone. The kitchen was torn apart, and not only that, but her purse had been turned upside down with all the contents scattered about, with all the cash from her purse missing. There was no sign of forced entry into the house. Rose was a single mother of six and was described to have had a big heart, who loved everybody, the kind of person who would make friends with the kids on the playground who didn't have people to be with, and the ones who were picked on. The news of her murder shattered her family apart with her father being the one to find her and her son being the first suspect and a cloud hanging over his head for 20 years, the terror would be jagged and immediate to the family and to everyone and wouldn't stop until the case was solved. Rose's 18-year-old son Robert was living at home at the time and on the morning of the murder, he was said to have arrived back late after hanging out with some friends. He woke up the next morning to the sound of his grandfather screaming, quote, your mother's dead, your mother's dead. End quote. Eyebrows and suspicions were raised toward Robert. He says about being a suspect, quote, It was one of the worst feelings for me, thinking about that, and thinking I might possibly go to jail for something like that. It almost got in the way of me grieving for her properly. End quote. The hair is raised on the back of everyone's necks when he walked into a room, even when police declared he wasn't a suspect anymore. In total, the police looked at two suspects, but both were quickly dismissed, and before time knew it, the case went cold. For years, a cloud hung over Robert's head as everyone still thought he killed his mother. Until in 2019, when there was a push for Bristow's County to have a fresh look at the cold cases, and this case specifically piqued the interest of the department. You see, in the autopsy of Rose, abrasions were seen on her face that were consistent with the conch shell used in her murder. It was then, under closer inspection, the investigators realized that whoever used this weapon to kill Rose had to put their hand firmly on the shell that would wrap around in such a way that would produce a fingerprint on the inner side of the shell, and a fingerprint that hasn't been looked at yet. And aha, a new lead was had. With this newfound fingerprint, they were able to push forward with the conch shell, 
and a fresh round of testing on the shell revealed the DNA of 53-year-old David Reed. And come to find, this DNA was similar to that that was under Rose's nails. Now, who is David Reed? Rose's half-brother! Back in June of 2003, David was actually connected to a robbery and an attempted murder nearby. The woman was struck in the head with a tire iron, pushed out of her truck, and her purse was ransacked. She was only able to escape by pretending she was dead. And this happened again in September, all of which was near Bedford. More than a month later, the victim called police and reported seeing the man who was now to be known as David, who had attacked her, circling her neighborhood in his truck. To the point that her family of five people piled into their minivan to follow his truck. Feeling the pressure, he decided to drive quite erratically, to the point that his police showed up to tailgate him and just take over the situation. David <laughs> must not have been happy, to say the least, because he decided to drive his truck head-on into the cruiser, which left one officer wounded, and then proceeded to use his truck to push the cruiser he had just run over and move it out of the way, you know, with his truck, and then tried to flee before ultimately getting caught and promptly arrested. At the time, he was released on bail for both the robbery, destruction of the cruiser, and the assault on the victim. He was due back in court for the charges on June 10th, 2004, but never showed up. He was on the run for almost 10 years, living in places like Florida and Hawaii before moving to Alabama, never to be apprehended. Reed was, David was finally apprehended and brought back to Massachusetts in May of 2005. Though the charges brought up against him that were for the assault and robbery had to be dropped because the victim had died six months prior. He was sentenced to serve up to four years in a state prison for the felony bail jumping and the cruiser crash until the DNA sample he submitted led to his arrest in connection with his half-sister's murder. Rose's own flesh and blood, the pallbearer at her funeral, brutally murdered her for the loose change in her purse. David Reed was indicted earlier this month by a grand jury for homicide and armed robbery. Rose's death does not leave anyone unaffected as her family describes her to be someone you would want in your life, a person who you would fight to be your friend. It is because of cases like this that this month I am highlighting Project Cold Case. If you don't know, this month I am highlighting Project Cold Case, a nonprofit that aims to provide hope and community for the families of unsolved homicide victims, with the goal of bringing traction and awareness to these cases so they can be solved. They are not an investigative agency or a television show, but a network for the grieving families to tell their stories and remember those who have been murdered. They work to bridge the gap between the surviving families and an investigative agency while advocating for the victims. For more information, please visit projectcoldcase.org. That's projectcoldcase.org. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for the after show where I give my thoughts and feelings about this case and all other word vomit that comes out that I've been keeping at bay. Welcome to the after show. Hello everyone, if you forgot already, my name is Annabelle and this is the after show. This is where I kind of ramble on and on about the case we just talked about 20 seconds ago. And, oh boy, <laughs> this one, this one, this one's weird and also sad. Um, if any of my half-siblings are listening to this, please do not take note of this. I would prefer that I would not be murdered for the change in my purse i don't have any money i'm poor i'm in college please please do not look at me uh moving on <laughs> the reason why this case 
in particular caught my attention was one I had googled cold cases solved recently and it was like two minutes ago and then Rose's case came up but also the fact that my dad has one of these conch things in his office right now and I have for years been very interested in it like I'm constantly looking at it like what the heck is this thing like did someone actually find this or was this manufactured in a factory and it's so funny because <laughs> it's funny to me at least because over the years people have always told me oh like, put it up to your ear put it up to your ear you can hear the ocean and I've tried so many times to hear the ocean but I've always been like what <laughs> what is everyone talking about there's no ocean in here uh, didn't know if you, you could pick it up and if you hear a murder, though. But I'm bump Yeah, so that's really... I don't have a lot of thoughts and feelings on this, other than the fact that it's fucked up. Uh, because it's obviously fucked up. Um, it took me forever to figure, to say a couple bits. I... Uh, how long have I been recording? I've been recording for 15 minutes for like a five minute episode. I just, so it, I hope when you look at the timestamp right now and it's like only 10 minutes, you know I spent five minutes repeating the same phrase over and over again because I could not get it out. I don't know what it is about the connection between my brain and my mouth, but it has been severely tethered over the years and I'm only 22. I don't know how this is happening. I don't know how other people can speak so fluently and so well without stuttering and spitting and saying the wrong words and blah 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 blah. Like, I don't understand it. And you're probably thinking, Annabelle, you're speaking to a podcast. You know, this is an auditory medium. And you're right. I must not like myself very much because I have to listen to this over again to edit it out. You know, we're all works in progress. I'll figure, I'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Who's to say? Who's to say? So, uh, other things. This is late because I had finals this week. And hopefully it is my last finals in my undergrad career because I supposedly have graduated from college. Yay. Not permanently, though, because I am going to graduate school. Woohoo! So, yeah. Uh, I wasn't planning on going to my graduation ceremony anyway because I've been horribly depressed and don't feel like moving my body, but it was canceled anyway, so I don't feel bad about it anymore. It's weird. Because I'm not going to a ceremony, it doesn't feel real. It's kind of just like, cool, when's the next semester? You know? Because I feel like- so, I don't know what to make the- I don't know what to make of this, y'all. I don't know how to make this. I don't think I've ate really anything else to mention. Other than if you have any ideas for nonprofits you would like me to talk about on the podcast, bring up sponsored for a month, or if you have any cases you would like me to look into and talk about, or if you just want to talk to me and say hi, you can email the pod at sickeningpod at gmail.com. You can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook and Twitter at sickeningpod and Instagram at sickeningpodcast. Please, 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 please give me, give me, give me more. No, <laughs> give me your soul. No. Please, 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 if you can, please get, give the podcast five-star rating on iTunes, Good Pod, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this. It really helps so much and means the world. It truly makes a difference, so please and thank you. It means a, lo- it means a lot. 
I will see y'all next week with a new episode. Until then, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and as always, please stay safe out there.